I have a lot to say about this yeah. minute. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to definitely bring up where was he? In, did he see a light at the end of the tunnel? I don't have anything about that. You got a Jacob's Ladder thing going on? Nope. You can do all those jokes. Well, I'll do them whether or not you're doing it or not. <laughs> we'll see who the commands the joke we'll, king title. We'll beat you to the punch. <laughs> Will on Prime die? <laughs> Welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. This is episode 64, which means Uh, we're covering... Are you sure it's episode 64? I think it's episode 66. It is. And you thought I didn't pay attention to what (laughs) was going on. Good catch, by the way. I would not have caught that until editing. This is episode 66, and we are covering the one hour, five minute, and one second to the one hour and six minute mark. This is your host, Aaron. And with me are two men. One fights because he can't sing and dance, while the other eats lightning and craps thunder. Yar. No, that's not like a pirate. (laughs) Yar. Yar, Rocky. (laughs) Hey, you picked up the reference. I know who it is, yeah. (laughs) Maybe I should have broke your thumb. If I could change... Then you can change. We all can <laughs> change. Everybody can change. Hurrah. So They cheer for him. <laughs> I fight for myself. I'm light years behind. I We texted about this mm-hmm. a little bit uh, a couple of days ago. I finally saw Creed on a flight this week. I, I'm just surprised you hadn't seen it. I have am seen as well. It? Yeah, I've seen you it. You guys have both seen yeah. it. I'm assuming you both liked I saw it, it because it's a good movie. I saw yeah, it in a hotel room. Yeah. Shortly, uh, yeah, alone. <laughs> it was it you. It was just a, it was amazing that the the arc of the Rocky franchise, oh, yeah. like he, it's real weird. He ran it into well, it oh. was running Hollywood, run it into the ground, you know, and then uh, it, 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 it he came back with it. I feel like for the number of movies that they have of Rocky, it has more good ones than absolutely, bad ones. absolutely, and and some are good in an art sense. Yes. But, but some are just good in an entertainment sure. sense. This oh, is yeah. a good mix of both, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, one and two are genuinely, like, really good. they're film films. They're good movies. I think Three, they both are, I think they were in contention for Oscars yes, both years. I believe so. And I think they may have won both years Best Picture. Oh, I don't. No, the, the first, only sequel the to win Best did. Picture, I think, is Godfather, uh, Godfather 2. I, in, my, in, in, in order of, in my opinion, of best to least best... Rocky, Creed, Rocky Two, Rocky Four, Rocky Three. Uh, What's your guideline? Controversial. My opinion of my how much you like them. Like, much mo- like okay, gotcha. Just how much I like them. Well, it's just they're, that they're different. The, I like Rocky. I like Rocky the original for completely different reasons than I like Rocky Four. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was gonna say. Is like three and four are like where they were. They hit like the the Hollywood bubblegum pops kind of like right. these are enjoyable movies. Right. One and two are they jump me. the shark? They jump the shark, but delightfully so. They're yeah. enjoyable. They're not. Yeah, they're very watchable. Because I would. I think everyone can agree five is garbage. Yes. 
Um, I don't think that's a, <laughs> like debatable. Rocky Five. There's a scene where uh, the the premise is is that they do a computer simulation. No, of, that's six. That's six. Which that's, I think is. I more, like six. Yeah, People like six, but I don't like six. That simu- it's borderline. Hey, Rock. That simulation's got people talking. <laughs> right. It has yeah, problems, but I like six. I like six fine because uh, I especially like the end basically but um i like six all right five is the one where uh he has is training tommy gun mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and uh, they have the uh the That's don the king point. analog what are you gonna do pug touch me and i'll sue yeah sue me for what so uh oh let me get my rocky rundown first Oh, go ahead. I would go Rocky just because you gotta have. It's I guess great. It's, you gotta it's, do the. Pro- Although the pro- the scenes now in today's climate, like watching it, ooh, his interactions with Adrian are problematic. Oh, is he a little? He's like, very pushy. Machismo. Very pushy. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I've seen it a lot, and uh, my wife likes it. I like it. I'm not justifying anything with. Sure. That. No, I know. I'm Aside just saying. Aside from that, I'm saying that his his dialogue in it is. Pretty incredible. Oh, it's a great movie, and that it's a very lot. small part where I'm just like, that's uncomfortable. But here's like the it. deal. But anyway, but just because it's uncomfortable, it's you know what? It's okay that it's uncomfortable. If it's true to character, then it's true to character. It's a movie. It's, it's just hard film. to get behind someone who is it's being a study that way. Of a guy. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. But it's a know, component it's of a his blip. character. I just wish didn't exist. It's a blip. But and nobody's perfect. Perfect characters would be boring to watch. But so, the thing is, people probably didn't analyze it to that degree when the movie came out. Of course not. Like, so let's get. But, hold on. I want to hear you. I want to hear. Yeah, go any on. remaining scenes, and I want to hear you talk about Creed because that's where. Yeah, I, I actually have a story. But okay. yeah, go ahead. Anyway, I'd go Rocky, uh, Rocky three, Rocky four, Rocky two, Rocky six. Actually, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I forgot Holy about Creed. Moly. I forgot about Creed. Rocky, Rocky three, Rocky four, Creed six, two, five. Interesting. Two that falls. Two I like, but I can I cannot see it, and I'm fine with it. I, I w- really? Actually, I would wa- actually. I, I would Rocky. Too. I would honestly put three number one. I just have to put Rocky one number one because three is one I would put three if number ne- one. Have some balls. Okay. Have well, I just feel like hands. that one is so good, like cinematically. But in terms of my watchability, mm-hmm. I'll watch three and four way ahead of watching any of the others. I can watch one over and over again, and then I can watch. I can watch four on a regular occasion over the holidays. It's so it's outrageous. Four is insane. It's, it's like, yeah, I like it. Just <laughs> it's such it's so a caricature outrageous. of yeah. everybody. And it, yeah, which is another thing. He, Sylvester Stallone, has made uh, a fortune at taking his characters and just continuing to make a character a character exploit. Mm-hmm. Like it's weird. He is exploiting his own characters, so that that's or exploring. No, I would say no, not at all. (laughs) He's just, like Ryan said, he's just taking those characters, kind of finding what works with them in pop culture and exploiting that to the to or just to no end. And what is popular about that character and then accentuating and heightening that to the nth degree. Yeah, which is kind of a shame because I think what makes those characters so good is it, it, Well, I think what I think what makes what them saying? good initially and then he heightens them to like almost a cartoonish level, yeah. but you have the base of like what you know about this sure. character already. Sure. So it's built in kind of like yeah. a short thing. I don't think he heightens the characters to a cartoonish level. I just think he puts the character in cartoonish in a cartoonish situation. situation. <laughs> like because I feel like Rocky is always Rocky. It's kind of true. But yeah. now all of a sudden I he's fighting Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. In Thunder, the same movie? Thunderlips yeah. and, cl- and, and Clubber Lane. The ultimate okay. man, baby. <laughs> so, 
I, to harken back to what we were saying earlier, Rocky II received at least no major nominations, and I had that totally mixed up, I guess. But one best picture, best director, which was Sly, right? Didn't Sly? Was no, Sly no, no, no. He didn't this direct is, it. He wrote okay. this is, And this is related to the Academy Awards. This is the, yeah, the, In fact, Academy they didn't Award. want him to play Rocky, and so, his condition on selling the script was he would play Rocky. They were nominated in all of the major categories. Um, Stallone was nominated as Best Actor, Talia Shire, Actress, Supporting Actor, Burgess Meredith, and Burt Young. Uh, screenplay nominated, Film Editing, one, wow, one Best Picture and Director. I mean, it was like a, uh, yeah, it was a powerhouse mm-hmm. that year. It, Creed won a Golden Globe, by the way. And, and the only Academy Award major nomination was Sylvester Stallone, which, which is uh, kind of standard. Screenplay and Supporting Actor. So I'll, go, I'll do my rundown real quick. Okay. Uh, your story. So mine's cl- no my, 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 my first. Oh, your first. Rundown first I'll do my Rocky Rundown. The ABC Rocky Rundown. You want to start doing a Rocky Rundown segment every episode? Yeah, every every single one. episode. We're gonna do that. Let's do this. <laughs> then our next project for podcast. I was gonna say this. Oh, Rocky. Yeah. Rocky Run, the Rocky idea. Rundown. I would rather do that than GI Joe. I honestly would too. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. So uh, Rocky one, Rocky two. So far, it's like you. I think. Did you say Creed is number three? Yeah, I agree with that. Then for me, it's Rocky three, four, Balboa, and five. Does that cover them all? Yes. So, so mine's almost in order, but I shove Creed I, in I put, before three. I put four before three. Yeah, that mine's the same as yours. Only no, you said I three, flip, four though. Right, yeah. except I flip that. Uh huh. Except I flip that. Just, okay, they're close. These three. are all good. these are all defendable positions. <laughs> I think we can all agree five should not exist. Oh, it's god awful. It's the it's the shit stain on the entire franchise. So, uh, so I just saw the movie, like I said, on the plane. On the plane, and uh, first of all, I love how, and I said this in our text exchange. I love like it references Rocky, like every single Rocky movie references the pre, like all the previous Rocky movies before it. There's always like little clips to remind you that this happened. Sure, and and it starts to get a little corny in three and four. It's a little. Somebody's pissing on me, apparently. No, <laughs> I'm telling you it's raining. <laughs> yeah. But uh, this movie did it in a way that was better than all the other movies. I mean, I, it felt like it made sense and it didn't feel corny. And it didn't feel like right. you were just overdoing it. But so I felt this movie made me feel emotional right from the very beginning, mm-hmm. from the, like, the very opening scenes. We meet the child son. Oh yeah, of Apollo Creed, and we don't know that yet. But he's in like a juvenile facility, and he's got anger issues, and he's getting in fights. And then Felicia Rashad shows up, aka Apollo Creed's widow. And I looked it up. I was like, did she play Apollo Creed's no. wife in all? She movies? did not. No, she didn't. <laughs> um, so she shows up and adopts the young Adonis Johnson, aka Apollo Creed's son. And- <laughs> <laughs> so- Adonis Johnson, aka. So, but in that moment when they met, like I already like started welling up. Mm-hmm. Like my eye, in that very scene, five less than five minutes in the movie, I, my eyes are like, oh, I feel it, man. Yeah. And then right at that scene, you know how when you're watching movies on airlines, if you're at least on a reasonable plane that has the the screen and the the seat, mm-hmm. that's what it kicked in. 
like we were launching into the air, and that's when it kicked in like a fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> oh, is, oh yeah. and if you'd like to have an American Airlines credit card, here's how you do it for five fucking minutes. <laughs> and this is right as I'm like peaking emotionally, uh-huh. and uh, so at that, uh, so it hadn't happened yet. But as soon as that commercial came in. Like I just let it happen. My eyes had like enough moisture had gotten in there that the, the surface tension broke. The surface tension broke, and a tear started coming down my eye. And I'm like, I'm just gonna let this happen because as soon as this fucking commercial's over, then I'm I can, gonna get then back I can in, go. Yeah, I want to get back into this movie. And so, I, and, and the commercial took so long, and I feel this tap on my elbow, and I look over to the left of me, and it's this. There's this. She's a very sweet old lady next to me. It was not that old. She's probably in her mid sixties. She's very very nice and she she's like I take I'm wearing my headphones I take my headphones off and I'm like and I'm wiping my eye I'm like yeah hey and she goes you don't have to get the credit card. <laughs> <laughs> was, was she serious <laughs> I don't know if she was serious or not oh my god I, I, I laughed about it I laughed and I was like no I was like no it's the movie, and uh, and I was like, I don't normally get like this or whatever, even though I do because I'm a softie. But yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I so I funny. thought this is where this was going because wow. whenever you said that, I was gonna make a joke about like weeping at credit card commercials, but I didn't want to ruin she your bit. Did. She did it. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I also like how you said on a reasonable plane, as opposed to like a unreasonable plane where like clowns are the, the, <laughs> the stewards and like you watch a movie on the floor. Right. Yeah, the floor movies. <laughs> I hate those flights. <laughs> but yeah, that movie was so fucking good. That's oh, yeah. it. I'll leave it at that. Everybody well, that's listening already knows that's a good movie because they saw it two years ago when it came out. <laughs> I like your experience though. <laughs> Hey, that simulation's got people talking. I, I, I tell your story of watching, or tell your story of watching, oh, watching Apollo. Oh no, no. So I don't know. So when we were talking about this on text the other day, I was, I think, I was. It was back in the '90s, and I was watching some. Well, I'm putting it in context because I, I was watching a movie in the theater. I don't remember Apollo what 13. it was. No. Oh, there's a preview for. Okay, I'm correct shut up because. So I was back in high school. I was at the movies. I don't know what I was watching, and the one of the previews was uh, Apollo thirteen. Mm-hmm. And I, I was uh, while it was on, I immediately hear somebody behind me go, yeah, "Apollo thirteen, Apollo fights Rocky on the moon." <laughs> I and for some reason, that is the funniest fucking thing. I don't thing. know why you think that's funny. Oh. I think that's the <laughs> Just, terrible joke. It's really funny. All right. Apollo 13, Apollo Heights Rocky on the Moon. Oh, sorry. It's really funny. To me. Okay. It's okay. You're allowed. <laughs> I, I thought when it was I saw, funny. I laughed. Best Rocky movie moments. Just uh, name one. I've got one. So he's out. He's on in Rocky. He's ice skating with Adrian. And of mm-hmm. course, he doesn't have skates on because he just I don't know. He can't ice skate, and she can't ice skate very well. But they're just going in circles around the radio, skating ring. It's very sweet. That. And he there's at one point he's like telling her a story because he's just rambling the whole time because she doesn't talk much. Right. And he shows her his, he got an injury. He's like he got an injury here. Watch his finger. You know, it's like uh, double jointed. And he goes like no, it's okay. You fix it. He goes. Bump like that, like, <laughs> bump, and you should find this clip and okay, you know, put it on the website. Bump, and for some reason, him doing that is really funny. 
you tell me, be honest with me here, you know. All right, so they're in the, sk- the skating rink. And he's talking, they're going around. Be honest with you. Watch out, watch out. Ah, 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 ah. I just dislocated my finger. Ah, look at that. Ah. No, 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 hey, wait, hey, hey, it ain't your fault, look. See, look, I had it, it's all, it's an old wound, you see that? Look, see, nothing, it bends like that. See, I originally done it, look, push the button. Bong, works. No, it ain't your fault. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wow. That really captured your imagination. That it did, it's you sure got her. I'm trying to think, I, I there, I, I'll just throw out two quick moments that I that just popped in my head. They're definitely not. I don't know that they're the iconic moments that I would pick out for Rocky, but one in Rocky, ooh, three or four, I think it is where uh, Pauly is uh, on a bender and really pissed off, and like there, he goes and smashes a Rocky. A pinball machine, oh, and yeah. um, he's in a parking lot, and uh, he's trying to take swings at Rocky, and he's like, uh, "I don't sweat you," and he's like crying and stuff, and he's like, "You friends owe," and Rocky says, "Friends don't owe; they do because they want to." And he's like, "Can I have a job?" <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's just a nice moment for that fucking asshole. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that he's that, the wheelie of the Rocky movies. I hate Polly. Yeah, he's so annoying. Yeah, he's, he's he not, also he's loses all their nice money, guy. and that's yeah. why they're broken. Yeah. Rocky Five. He's but in Creed, nice he still talks to them with reverence. What was, do you have a moment? No, mine is Carl Weathers' pecs. He is very nice. a very symmetrically yeah, perfect he's man. Cut. I wish no. I could. I've got a man crush on, but not on Carl Weathers. Just Apollo. Just his pecs. <laughs> Uh, one more thing about the Apollo thing. When Apollo dies, like the way he hits the ground after Ivan Drago hits him, he mm-hmm. hits and it looks dead. Like he hits not like a movie fall. It right. Like he hits that mat and he looks fucking dead. Mm. Bong works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where was your magic finger then, Rocco? <laughs> well, I think it's time to get into the last episode recap. All right. <laughs> we have a podcast to run here. Shit. Last episode, I think you guys might remember Hot Rod and Cup raw dog the planet's junk with their ribbed Quintessonian rod rocket. Well done. Nice. Thanks. The universal greeting leads to an incredible yard stomping dance battle, the likes of which Pop Sensations B2K have never seen before. That's a uh, reference <laughs> to the it. 2004 American dance drama You Got Served, in case okay. you never saw yeah. that, Oof. because you... I would not know. Nope. All right, well, I saw it. I'm sorry. So that brings us to the we're, top We're of too busy watching minute. Creed, dude. <laughs> I didn't see it this year. I saw it in a timely fashion. So the minute kicks off, Retgar and Hot Rod are hand they in are, hand. We already saw them. We discussed last episode the little dancing. dipsy, dipsy yeah, doozle. The, the da- their dancing is great. And fun. He, here they seem to be enacting some kind of country western swing dancing, complete with fancy turns. Yeah, turns, yeah. And yeah. the guys, really these break guys have moves. I think it's progressive right off the bat that Hot Rod, the Transformers, the movie was able to have Hot Rod and Rekka dance I do dance like kind this. of love that Hot Rod and, and Rekka are dancing, and RC is not dancing with anybody. She's just dancing by herself. I kind of dig that. She's just there to dance, man. Yeah. She doesn't need a man. I'm yeah, saying. it's yeah. great. I, and then we do cut to like Wheelie doing some sweet break dancing, and this is the first bit where we get Wheelie and Daniel together, which becomes the like great value version of Spike and Bumblebee in season three. Yeah, that's true. I can tell you that uh, you know I've, I know a little bit about classic breaking moves, and mm-hmm. what we see Wheelie do here is a bit of floor rocking. 
Oh, you oh know the comboed into a windmill. Nice. Shit. Okay. That's right. So then we see uh, uh, some unnamed Junkion moves in on Grimlock and holy... Is that not Rekgar? Is it? I don't think I it think is. It is. No, it's not. Oh, I, I guess so. I thought... Oh, no, it isn't because it's back plate. It doesn't have the flames. So it's... Right. Yeah. Wow. Ever since I was a kid, I thought that was Rekgar, but it's just some random... Also, he's missing arm spikes. Yeah. The, the script actually says it is Rekgar, at least in my version of the script. Huh. He's too busy dancing with Rod. Holy Me Too movement, Batman. He just grabs Grimlock and kisses him on the face. Does not act. It was, was that act, kiss consensual? Did not Grimlock ask permission not. at all. So you know you can do that when you're famous, though. But Grimlock isn't into it. He feigns disgust. He wipes away the kiss. Mm-hmm. He states that uh, Grimlock, man, I'm not a kisser. Like how wide, like how wide and surprised I, his eyes I are. I do not. Like it. <laughs> not, not my favorite uh, Grimlock face. Yeah, the Dinobots' eyes in this movie all around are awful. That seems to be the one area where the animators give well, themselves leeway to be really Hanna-Barbera. Right. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. his, his hands in that scene where he's brushing his face mm-hmm. are the most cartoony looking hands. They lose their points or claws. He's like, look at it. <laughs> they him. do look like Mickey gloves. Yeah, they yeah. might as well have three stripes on the, <laughs> on the fore part of the hand. And a little like rubber band style sort of uh, around the wrist. I don't know what you call that. He, yeah, he, uh, band. The end of the glove. I don't know, yeah. So, uh, Retgar and Hot Rod are now standing next to each other. Retgar is beating some junk as some kind of mm-hmm. percussive device. He gives a very well prepared speech. Yeah, um,. Have a nice day, and please close cover before striking, friends. Breep drit, ah, Rudy, so say the drunkions. Which I wrote the, down. Did you also. say the drunkions? <laughs> yep, the drunkions. <laughs> Might as well be, because this is fucking nonsense. <laughs> I really like that idea. That is our next failed meme, everybody. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Hot Rod says, Where'd you learn to talk like that? Uh, it, I, oh, oh, go ahead. I'm just sorry. Did you have anything about what he just said? So I, all I took it as is Retgar has now formally introduced the group. Until now, I, I never understood that because I could never really understand that mm-hmm. line. I mean, uh, I have something on Have a Nice Day and Cover Before Striking. The Breep Drip All Rudy. I, you got anything on that? Um, it's like Tootie Fruity All Rudy? It's meaningless. It's it's garbage. As far as I could find, what I, whenever I typed into Google and I searched several pages, but Google's suggestion was, did you mean Brop Dirt A&W Rudy? That's what my... Yeah, I was hoping it had some. At that point, I was like, maybe it's got some yeah. sort of origins in the A and W restaurant franchise. But or no, root beer. nope, it <laughs> nope. It just, it just yeah. reminds me of the the. Uh, I don't think it does remind you. No, the <laughs> Little Richard song "Tutti Tutti Fruity Out Rudy." Yeah, but it, that's but I, true. But I don't. But then I don't know why he just doesn't go "Tutti Fruity All Rudy." It's the Brit drip that. Yeah, it just messes it all up. Yeah. So uh, Ryan, do you have anything on Have a Nice Day? Well, I uh, always no. do it. Go ahead. Oh, really? Okay, all right. I did have some on the clothes cover, but that's it. Okay. I'll let you handle that. Okay. Uh, so, Have a Nice Day. I mean, it's a we all get it. It's an expression. Uh, particularly, Forrest Gump made it up. Yeah, totally. Within the American retail settings, there are variants of the exp- there are expressions dating back to 1205 in Le Mans Brut, a.k.a. The Chronicle of Britain. Jesus. The phrase went on to help define the 1970s via the Murray and Bernard Spain bumper sticker and, and coffee mugs. They contained a yellow smiley face, the inspiration for which was 
completely accurately recreated in the movie Forrest Gump. <laughs> I'll take that out. Sorry. And, <laughs> uh, then there's closed cover before striking. Ryan, what do you got to say about that? I, I want to interject really quick that yep. I learned that the. It's interesting that you're saying that it, that the Have a Nice Day origins or, originates in the 1200s. Because the word nice doesn't mean the same thing now that it meant even like 150 years ago. Nice was a term of meaning like close call or fine, like a fine balanced mm-hmm. kind of situation. Maybe, Maybe it's have a old, finely balanced day. It, it's probably a translation from an old English because English wasn't the same in the 1200s. So, totally so it might just be a translation. I don't know. But uh, yeah, in the Battle of Waterloo, uh, <laughs> at Wellington re- remarked on the battle. Post battle, it was a real close call, and he said it was a damn like it was a damn nice day or something like that. Uh. But what he means by that, it was a fucking close call. Yeah, right. Huh. So anyway, I had I never heard that. Doesn't. Yeah. Certainly. I'm really glad to have a history history major. Yep. Yeah, uh, coming uh, in sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the close cover for striking is, I mean, uh, for our younger listeners who uh, may not know about matches, um, basically it was just a warning on matchbooks and sleeves of close the cover before striking the match so you don't set the whole goddamn thing on fire. So at this point, uh, Retgar explains that uh, we talk TV. The cup says he talks in TV, and now the news don't touch that dial. This makes the Junkion posse erupt with excitement. I will say whenever he opens, when Rekar opens his matrix hole, question mark, Yeah. Um, that sound of him opening it is the yeah. sound of the Star Trek uh, doors opening. Yeah. Nice. The Enterprise. Yeah. At this point, uh, after, uh, after Cup uh, says some, some wise, witty words, Rekar goes on to say, Bye, George. Keep Osama, your smashed up friends, soon like brand new with 90-day warranty. Do you have anything on this phrase by any chance? Or? Nope. Okay. Well, Kimosabi, Lone Ranger. Yeah. There you go. True that. Okay. So racist. <laughs> totally. What's interesting is I don't have anything on the. I didn't catch on the Kimosabi piece of this. The By George piece. Um, there's conflicting um, stories of the nor- of the origins of that. Hmm. Some people believe that it dates back to like King George, like by George. It's, it's, it's okay. the reference. But most uh, most things I read say that, and, and this is a new phrase that I'd never heard before, that it is a um, minced oath. You know what a minced oath is? No. It's yeah. basically anytime somebody said like, gosh darn it is a minced oath. Like, or, oh, so you're using nice words instead words. of the right. curse Instead of words. taking the name of the Lord in vain. So, ah. so uh, by George is a minced oath dating back to the 1500s, a mild replacement word for gum. For, for gum. God? For gum. God. It's a mild replacement for gum. It's Just a mild <laughs> replacement word for God, like by gum or dagnabbit. By God. Got it. By George. Gotcha. Sorry, that was a long explanation. No, 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 no. I've never I, heard it called I, a, minced, a minced oath. Yeah, I've like, never heard I that. Like know, I like knowing that. Yeah. This is a really in- educational episode. Yes. <laughs> I, th- I think Wellington himself said it was, <laughs> by George, it was a fine... A nice day. It was a nice day. <laughs> so after um, the 90-day the warranty, I didn't really get into any of the other lines. So after the 90-day warranty line, the Junkions grab all of Ultra Magnus's various parts, mm-hmm. bring them to a central location, create Ooh. some kind of assembly line, piece his parts together, gloss him up with some kind of shiny robo-lotion. Okay. And robo-lotion? that's when Rishgar says, Happy motoring! <laughs> 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 Happy motoring! Okay. 
I have a whole thing about this because you just glossed over this liquid, which is 100% magic junkie on cum. We're watching. Why would you call it junkie on jizz just for the the? Because it's Ryan. Anything that's liquid, Ryan immediately thinks they're seeing. I don't want to take your notes. (laughs) Like it's okay. We're it's minute sixty five fifty, and if you play that, it the. It's never even explicitly clear that it's a dispenser of the fluid. It's definitely coming out of his cock. He's holding it like a dick, and you don't see the end of that dispenser. It's definitely come. You're reading into this. No. I don't see the end of the dispenser. No, keep going. Look at that. That's a dick. That That's is not, not a, a dick. <laughs> Why don't they show the end of it? You can't, oh, for you crying can't, out loud. You can't move that thing that way. You can't move your dick like that? Ryan. It's definitely... And then he stands up! And then he stands up in the very next scene and says, cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> so then, and pumps then, his he, then he raises his arm. Did he just <laughs> rip his dick off? You can let go of your dick. I think he's highly Hitler in that. It is 100% magic. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Junkie on All right. goo. Now that he says it that way, I, I am willing to believe you. No, Caleb. Uh, just don't for, do it. Just for fun. No, just for practice. I know that I'm not being serious. I'm being an, an elevated character right now. But yeah. like oh. watching it, I'm like, wow, you really don't see that it's a dispenser. You could definitely see this as they're coming all over him. It's a bukkake. It's a transformer's bukkake, and that's what brings him back to life. A bukkake on a dead body. Like exactly, that. and that's that maybe they didn't find prime sexy, and that's why they couldn't get hard to make him come back to life. They also didn't have Prime's body here. That's yeah. true, and then we did discuss off off mic a little bit why they don't do this to Prime to bring Ultra, yeah, like they bring Ultra Magus back. Big, why don't they do that? And the way I frame it in my mind is that Prime's been dead too long. You know, it's like when you resuscitate somebody, you can't resuscitate them after a certain amount of time. It's it doesn't fit perfectly, but a couple interesting things about this. Uh, so and to to go along with that, so and it just hit me right now. So they, he's not destroyed in a way that he should be. Like his parts are fairly it's intact. A, yeah, it's a very and, crash test dummy's and, way of exploding. And which would be in alignment with the original script's reading of how he was drawn and quartered. Yes. So, and I would think it's, these are robots drawing and quartering them probably shouldn't kill them. Yeah. So I wonder if this is a remnant of that. And also, You're I guess right. to your point, uh, like I. Yeah, to, just to rationalize that, yeah, Ultra Magnus either hadn't been dead, like maybe perhaps he'd been pulled apart, exploded, gone through a lot of pain and was suffering, but he just wasn't dead yet. He was, he probably, he could have heard the whole battle with the, with the <laughs> junkions go down. He's just sitting there listening. Maybe he even saw it with his decapitated head just resting there in the junk. And he's like, I wish I could help, yeah. but I can't. I'm sitting here yeah, dying, motherfucker. Can't, can't deal so, with this right now. <laughs> <laughs> And so, at any rate, he just, as a, a previous failed meme of mine on Twitter, he just wasn't dead yet. Oh. Yeah. Or, or wasn't... Uh, uh, what, he's what only was mostly dead. He's only mostly dead. That's mm-hmm. right. You were so, probably playing cards, and he cheated. <laughs> that was the worst impression of that character. But don't do it anymore, because it, then... Don't try again, because then it's going to be What like, are you talking about? Oh, no. God damn it. <laughs> we already did it. So, happy motoring cock-a-doodle-doo. 
Yeah. Uh, Happy Motoring is, of course, a slogan, of course I say, as if anyone alive remembers. It is an S.O. boy slogan. S.O. being a, uh, is it an oil company, I believe? It be it eventually became what we know now today as ExxonMobil. Ah, there we go. They've never done anything wrong. Um, and it's apparently also a very popular crossword clue for boring people with no interests or hobbies. Let's watch this commercial because it's creepy. Extra, something extra. Posies for the girlfriend? Yes, sir. And an extra blossom Elmer to win his buttonhole. Everyone likes that little something extra. A dozen rolls and the baker tosses in an extra one to make it a baker's dozen. The butcher throws in an extra bone for the bow wow. Every locality has a different name for it. Way down east in New England, they call it something to boot. In the deep south, they call it lanyard. At your neighborhood service station, they call it Esso. The new Esso gives you premium performance, unexcelled at regular price. And the new Esso Extra is unexcelled at any price. Extra quick starts, extra power, extra anti-knock. You can take your choice. These two great gasolines are both extra value for the money. For service that is tops and gas that's extra fine, there's a smile for every mile at the Esso sign. E-S-S-O makes your car go. Happy motoring. Oh. 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 Oh! <laughs> that was terrifying. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. All right. Whenever I read about it being a crossword puzzle clue, it made me think of this movie, and I had to Google it to remember this, because I, I did say that crosswords are for people that are boring and have no hobbies, because um, they are essentially just a waste of time. Uh, but it reminded me of a movie that had that that was talking about that called Kicking and Screaming from 1995, and they were talking about... How one of the characters says to another, uh, crosswords are a waste of time, even more than watching TV, because they're arguing about whether watching TV or crosswords is a waste of time. And he, the character says, at least I'm thinking of words and roots of words and sometimes in Latin. But then I started thinking, like, that's a really meta reference because now I'm referencing it on a podcast talking about a 30-year-old movie, talking about a movie I remember watching, talking about crosswords. Yeah. I lost interest in what you were saying a long time ago. I like. I think crosswords are pretty mm, cool. Okay. Yeah, crosswords are pretty cool. <laughs> I don't do. I'll them. Just cut all that out then. <clears throat> nope. Don't do it. People well, need to hear your pain. Well, if it was and boring dis- to you and our disinterest <laughs> and our. Dis- so, uh, did you have any notes on cockadoodle do? No. <laughs> well, you might find this interesting, Ryan. Doubtful. We, <laughs> now, we all have an understanding of cockadoodle-doo, but like Wolverine, everything has an origin. Huh. <laughs> have you, are you guys familiar with the concept of murder pamphlets? No. I don't think so. Well, sirs, since the invention of movable type, there's been a desire for stories about true crime and death. And uh, local printers back in these times would uh, put together pamphlets that would be a supposed account of a, uh, of a true murder. It may include a trial transcript or written confession. They were written in an incredible variety of styles. Some were more somber. Some were very sensationalist. But ba- basically, people would just sell these on the corner of streets. You know, and were, people would buy them. Were they, and they were known to be fictitious works. No, they could. They may be fictitious, or they may be based in reality. It's basically kind of the the original Fake sort news. of true crime, or just like you know, but they crime were, novels. They were consumed not as news, but it's just for the excitement of reading about exactly something. Exactly. Whether and this, and true how long or ago? False. You're talking like like 
hundreds of years I ago? I mean, uh, ever since movable type existed. Okay. 1600s, 1500s, Gutenberg, I don't know. But uh, particularly in the United States of America, I believe it was a popular thing. But, ah. but um, I, you know, there isn't much information on the context of where the phrase cock-a-doodle-doo came from. But some of the earliest incarnations of the phrase are from some of these old murder pamphlets. And they, uh, they use, apparently that uh, is just a phrase that children use to mock the crow, if you will. Mock, mock the, the crow. Mock, mock, mock the rooster's crow, if you will. And uh, and so some of the earliest written incarnations are in some of these. Are you uh, saying imitate murder pamphlets? Yeah. So mocking. let me. So I mocking I'm, is imitation. But that's what it means. So I'm not. That's the only meaning it has. So right? I'm not quite making the but connection. I don't connect. But yeah. at some point, at, so, but at some point, kids are. So it's was it common in the murder pamphlets for kids to be making fun of crows, like when discussing children in the morn. Dancing around, singing the singing the rooster's crow of cockadoodle doo. <laughs> I don't understand. They, okay. That was a common thing. I, I don't know why the murder pamphlet has to do with children or with imitating a, a rooster. I think in these to... murder pamphlets, in setting up the scene for whatever story they're about to tell, they might use children in the morning mocking the rooster's I crow. Still don't know what as... Why would they do that? <laughs> Listen. You'd have to read. Why the wouldn't they just pamphlet? have a rooster do it? Why have a child in a written story imitate a sound that an animal makes? Why do you have to have that as an introduction to a murder pamphlet? Precisely. Why not just say it's the morning? Or anyway. I don't think I don't know about this. No, I, I think this I, is. I think we could go with this. You know who I blame for this? Obama. Who? <laughs> <laughs> this is a rambly one. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hang on a minute. I feel like I had more about this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Guess what? Because, but also, like, the only thing about it is cock-a-doodle-doo means exactly what you think it means. Well, it means, ex- but when, but I guess the question is, is when was the origin of I think since And apparently it's existed. traced it back to early murder pamphlets, at least in written form. <laughs> well, okay, okay. I guess. I know, I, and I, that would have been probably actually more European, not American, because right. in 1606, this poem... Existed. I'm excited. Cock-a-doodle-doo. What is my dame to do? Till master's found his fiddling stick, she'll dance without her shoe. Cock-a-doodle-doo. My dame has found her shoe, and master's found his fiddling stick. Sing cock-a-doodle-doo. Cock-a-doodle-doo, my dame will dance with you, while master fiddles his fiddling stick and knows not what to do. So he's jerking off. So, <laughs> of course yeah. he is. Maybe you can edit out all that murder pamphlet no, stuff. No, I, I think it's a bit <laughs> fascinating. Hmm. This is going to be There a isn't a real connection. Me. Unfortunately, it's not like the research that I did. So it was like, this murder pamphlet published in 1512 sure about Jack the Ripper. I know. I guess it's just like, you're just... It's a little unsatisfying. But it's also just saying, and it's, it's worth, imitating what you think it's imitating. But the and I'm just ripping off. Well, of course it is. What else would it be? Yeah, so why even mention it? Because it had to originate somewhere. We had to talk about yeah, the- but I think it originates in the world. Just It's a thing. Just because it's printed, doesn't. it's not a different meaning than it could possibly be. But he, what he's saying is, is that the, the term probably gained some traction popularly from people reading the murder pamphlets. Yeah, but that's like saying the first incarnation of the word bang. It's but, just a noise. Right, but where did it gain traction and really take off? Who fucking cares? Well, why are we doing any of this then? I just mean, it's not, ju- it's not 
unusual. It's really interesting that this is a point of contention. We're talking about cockadoodle-doo. I know. It's just not surprising or phrase. different. It's not. It's a noise. It's an onomatopoeia. Do you know in other? It's okay. like a drip. Do you know cockadoodle do in other? I, th- I believe in another culture, like Asian culture, it's kikikikari. Yeah, noises are different depending on where you come from. Cool. That you know what? There's nothing wrong with trying to understand the origin of cockadoodle do, Ryan. Disagree. Or bang. I feel or like maybe I'm a little salty because you guys did not care about my crossword story. I did. I said I like crosswords. Ryan doesn't like crosswords. Oh this, well, I don't. Then I don't agree with all you. All right, top five. You weren't worst, even listening to what I was talking about. Top then. five worst episodes. So, <laughs> guys, we are almost at the end of this minute. Thank the Lord. The Junkions, they finished the job. Ultra, they've polished him. They pieced mm-hmm. him together. Ultra Magnus's chest <clears throat> closes up. Actually, it's a pretty cool scene, actually. They, where they, there was they, chest closes. They jizz on him. Cockadoodle-doo. And I just want to see Pumps if when his chest. Okay, no Matrix in that. Of hole, course, by yeah. the way. And uh, as a kid, I did not understand the waxing and polishing. I always, we've talked about it probably ad nauseum, but I always thought that there was some secret in the lotion that was what brought him back to life. I think that's implied. Is it? Yeah, what else could it be? Well, I just think that they, I, I think watching it as an adult... There's no secret in the, the lotion. Shi- they're just shining them up. They're but, just shining them up. But then why couldn't the Autobots just put them back together? Like that well, they can't could, be a but they just didn't. Why, why wouldn't they? Why, I don't know. I think it's a. It must be the Junkions must know some secret the Autobots don't. They're obviously savvy at putting robots back together. Yeah, I think it, the. I think the. So, I, think I the implication that. is the the magic comes. It just seems like the way that I understand what you're saying. It is life giving. I understand what you're saying, but I don't think that. I think that it's more of their knowledge of reassembly rather than the magical combination. Didn't, but the assembly looked pretty room. Like, I know that's a, and that's a problem. There wasn't a lot of ratchet like ratcheting wrenches. It's true. I understand what you're saying, Caleb. I just think on screen what we see that there's nothing different other than the goo. I would agree with you there. I can't argue with you. I can't argue with you. And I, yet here we are. There's no answer I, to I, it. I just don't I, think that it was intended by the writers. To be a because magical the, goo. Yeah, because when they put the goo on, they make they really just make a point of like buffing him up. Here's the goo. They're now like the you know the bad the the, the dust and scratch marks are are coming off of him. Yeah, hmm. that's all. I don't. A, think we'll it never was, know. That's right. Unless your script points to something. Nope. Mine certainly doesn't. Nope. We're <laughs> at the end of this episode, everybody. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how this is edited together. I just think we're a little surly at the. I'm surpri- and surprisingly so. I know it's only. The second recording session. I know the next one's going to be. We're going to have to take a little breather. <laughs> so, The Walking I'm Dead. Sorry, guys. The Walking Dead ripped the Junkions off from Transformers. Do you guys? Do either of you guys still watch The Walking Dead? I don't nope. know if anybody. I checked you know, out. I, checked I have out. a hard time getting past season four of anything. Yeah, I uh, don't know what season Walking Dead is in right now, but seven or eight, probably. There, I haven't Maybe watched more. it probably in a couple seasons, but yeah. there is. Uh, a, a moment on the show when our group of heroes ends up on this junkion-like area. It's like a junkyard, and there is a uh, leader of these junk people that first they fight them, then they become allies. This is in the TV and show? This is Whoa. in the television show. And she talks. It, she doesn't talk in a sort of old-school pop culture way, but she has a very, like, she doesn't talk well. Like, she has, like, a very, like off-kilter way of speaking. They haven't been isolated from society for that long. 
That's what I was. Thinking. Yeah, I know. Well, figure that out on your own. Yeah, that's, I will. Uh, that's, uh, but but so, anyway, you're, they're saying that it's. it's I believe like a, that there are characters and situations from the television show Walking Dead because I haven't been re- reading the comics right. that are inspired by this. Interesting. Sequence in the like, movie. Okay. Um, but uh, that's all I got on that. Does she ever say at any point on the show, "Cock a doodle do"? <laughs> Where's the that phrase come from? <laughs> we don't really have an answer to that after all, all, all that bullshit. So uh, maybe, maybe it's time to go into those crypt deviations. <laughs> this is Aaron speaking. I'm going to go first with the uh, less uh, nutballs version of the script. Then Ryan's going to take over with his version, and maybe there'll be a little, little wackiness that we enjoy. A little bit. In my version of the script, instead of a smooch on the nozzle, Rekgar kisses Grimlock's leg, which feels a lot weirder to me. Like, especially, what if he kissed his inner thigh? Mmm, sexy. It would be awkward. (laughs) When explaining how they learn to talk, Rekgar reaches into his body, quote, about where his heart or some other organ would be, and he pulls out a, quote, watchman. That is actually where he did it. I just like their description. A, a of it. Walkman? No, a Watchman. A Watchman I guess TV. is that one of those little Teetleys, like a takeoff yeah. Walkman? I don't know if that was a real I think back thing in the day, I, it must well, have been like a Sony sure. Walkman. Okay. Only it's like a little those little portable TVs. Yeah. yeah. Which I wow. I just liked how they said reaches into his body about where a heart or some other organ or some other organ. Why do you need that? <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. After all the mechanic and polish work, Retgar hits a switch. Which brings Ultra Magnus's lights back on. Oh, so we just saw right after his chest closed, Ultra Magnus's light came on and mm-hmm. he sat up. So that's uh, that's it for me. There is a Sony Watchman there oh, for reference. Know. Oh, FYI. Okay. All right. Mine is not like this one's pretty short. There's not that much different. Um, uh, the only <laughs> the only thing that I found ridiculous, and this is moving off. Of, if you remember in the last one, whenever uh, the cup and the Dinobots and Hot Rod deep board the shuttle or the the cruiser, uh, RC says Hot Rod looks so different. And uh, in this one, basically, um, they uh, they do the dance and everything like that. And then um, uh, Retgar is talking about, have a nice day, please, cover, cover, so strict, striking. And then um, all the junkies smile and applaud. And then Hot Rod reacts, looks at RC, and uh, Hot Rod goes, what did he say? And RC says, I'm not sure, but it sounds friendly. And then Hot Rod says, a small beat, small smile, so do you. Oh, God. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's Sounds stupid. Sounds like Springer might be losing a gal. Well, he's not even in the dance sequence here. It's true. It's like he's... And in this one, the way they put uh, Ultra Magnus back together, they move his mangled body through a line of junkions, each of whom quickly pieces together junk and body parts, locking them together, spraying him, dusting, lubing, and finally polishing him as he starts at one end of the junkion line, a wreck, and gets to Rekgar in perfect condition, amazed by his own reconstruction. What? Doesn't say anything about the juice. Well, it does. They being, say being the source, lubing and polishing. But being mm-hmm. the source of the light. Yeah, but giving. in this, it's it's more clear that them putting him back together is what's the, the magic, I guess. Kind of like in this one, whenever they uh, they roll through the junk, they put pieces of themselves back together as they're moving. They obviously have a certain level of savvy on, yeah. on, on doing yeah, things, yeah. where the Autobots apparently did not. Yeah, that's pretty much it for this one. Okay. 
But, so I, again, just to that's an early version of the script. There's no connection to the sauce. Yeah, but in this one, it's the oh, assembly that. Let, I mean. Yeah, we we don't need to relitigate this. <laughs> I, you're right. Case closed. That sauce has nothing to do with bringing him back to life. Respectfully disagree. All right. Well, that brings us to uh, the time when the ghost of the iconic Ooh. moment shows up. Ooh. Changed my job working at Chico's now. <laughs> We can. I'm the ghost of the iconic moment. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Could you get a job with uh, what? What is that beverage? Chico, Chico Tapa, Chico. I work at Chico Clothing, and I wear chacos. <laughs> and I, I eat Chaco tacos. Chacos. Sandals. Any of those three things are. He works at Chico's, he wears Chaco's, he eats Chaco Tacos, and then he works at that Chico place that Aaron just mentioned. Unclear. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, what do you, what's your uh, iconic moment? Um, I, Magic Come. Yeah, yeah. I would say Cock-a-Doodle-Doo would be my iconic moment. I do have Cleaning Up Ultra Magnus. <laughs> Pretty memorable. <laughs> I always like the Hot Rod Retgar dance sequence. They only focus on it for like a second, second yeah, and a half. But everything is it really is well animated. It looks yep. like this whole sequence was really well drawn. There's not any bad, like, mm-hmm. ugh, gross moments. So. Yeah. Um, well, then I guess... Next time on the Autopod Decepticast... Ultra Magnus is alive! Thank God. You're all So alive. is everyone else! <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> okay. And even the Junkions know who Unicron is for some reason. I have an explanation. Oh. And these shitheads have a ship! <laughs> mm-hmm. Ship! I got a lot about the ship, too. The Junkions have a ship? You get ship if I get trip. Yeah. <laughs> you get Ooh. ship if I get trip. <laughs> Listen to the show, everybody. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in, of course. Follow us on our social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. They're all at APOD Decast, yep. people. And there's our web presence, autopoddecepticast.com. Well, I wonder have... if there'll be anything about Rocky on yeah, it. I was going to say. I hope so. There should be. And uh, What if I dump everything about Rocky and that's the first mention in this episode about it? <laughs> That would be People awful. Be like, it would be because that was the intro. That's a true. long that was actually that was the funnest part of this it whole was pretty, episode for me. It was. It really <laughs> hit a wall at some point, and I feel like it's my fault. That's okay, Ryan. I think it's it's only your no, fault. No, no, no. Don't because, disagree. Because you took <laughs> You. Don't because, feel don't feel too bad. It's right? because I got you all pissy. Something really personally, but it was the same kind of shit you give us all the time. <laughs> all right, everybody, it's been a great episode. Goodbye. Bye, bye, bye. 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 <laughs>
<laughs> also the mention of Beast Wars, where it's like if Beast Wars hadn't had good writing and the reestablishment of a relationship with the characters, we might not be in this kind of Transformers renaissance today. Are we in a Transformers you, renaissance? Wars. I mean, I feel like, yeah. Do you think we're helping? Absolutely. We are part of with the movement. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> proud to be a part of it. I feel like it's kind of on a starting to go down again. Though. Well, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, because I just saw an awesome Bumblebee trailer. You guys really like it? I love it. I um, haven't seen it, and I don't really like anything that Michael Bay does. It's not Michael Bay. Oh. That's why I like it. In the like, style of... It's not it's, really, though. Look, 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 look. Here we it's go. It's like two minutes. Here we go. It's awesome. I will say it looks better, and the Starscream looks more like Starscream as we know him, and I think Absolutely. he turns into an F-14 or F-15. Um, I think it might be an F-4 Phantom, but I don't know. In, well, this is set in the 80s. Yeah. All right, it's a prequel to all the put Bay movies. Put our headsets on. Which is weird since it has a voiceover from a, the first Michael Bay movie. But it does. Bernie Mac. That looks like a Jeep. Yeah. yeah, it's another alt mode. Why would he try to murder her like that? I just want to see Starscream again. He yeah. even has arm arm cannons. So, oh, um, my God. I love it so much. <laughs> Like he look, he does look a lot, and he's even got an homage to the yeah. his ear flap thing. It's uh, one of the commenters on Twitter was like, "It's the first movie where you can instantly recognize the characters right. just by seeing them." Right. Um, what else is she? She's been in some other stuff. What else? <clears throat> she's a pop star. But like, I think no, she's an actress. Okay. I've watched this probably twenty times, and I cry every time I see it. Cry. Yeah, that part where Bumblebee's all scared. And she says, and this was another Twitter commenter that I thought kind of nailed it. It was like um, when she asks, she says, who are you as opposed to what are you? Kind of like they're just automatically humanizing him. And it was like, it was just so sweet. And which tied into, which that, I saw a lot of that on Twitter too, where everybody was like, oh, sweet boy. Like uh, like Takara, the guy head of Takara said in the Toys of Matus. Bumblebee, sweet boy. Um, but uh, man, I just, I feel like if you, like from that trailer, I saw enough that I think, the movie can't suck as bad as I would be afraid of because I liked everything I saw. Like, it seemed, re like, good. There was nothing where I was like, ooh, I don't like that, or that seems dumb. What if what if Bumblebee's first words in he the movie... He doesn't speak, I don't think. Okay. Because in the first Bay movie, he can't talk. I mean, I'm going to make a joke, obviously. Oh, okay. Sorry. So, I'll go Make ahead. it! I was going to ask, what if Bumblebee's first words in the movie are... My bad. <laughs> is, that, is that a reference to something? Yeah, it's a reference to Optimus Prime in the, the Bay movies. Ugh. I only saw the first one. Yeah, and I believe in, that's the one where he goes, my Ugh, bad. God, so bad. My bad. <laughs> well, I don't think it's Optimus Prime that says it. It's one of the other I ones, think it's yeah. like Ironhide or something. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I think Bumblebee does urinate Oh, God, John, John Turturro. Turturro. Yeah. <laughs> So fucking stupid. Um, they're bad movies. There, yes, they're very bad movies. There was a one where somebody fixed the like. My, it was a mock-up of if Michael Bay fixed the poster for Bumblebee because the poster's just him and her in front of a sunset, right. and like he he put it so like put explosions here. You can't see her butt, and the robot should be pissing. Right, right. <laughs> okay, sorry guys. I'm gonna try, and I just realized that I might not have our. Theme music loaded up here. Let me see. I could like sing it, <laughs> or I could play it on my phone from you know. Brussels, Brussels, where we sell good. 